from Pandora, welcome to A Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, the best Borderlands podcast on the Echo Net. I'm Drew. I'm Jeff. And we, <laughs> we never know how to transition between those two, but uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, this happens to be episode five? That sounds right. Five. Episode five in earnest. Uh, not, not including the mini-sode. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to getting into our topics today, and, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got a lot of fun stuff planned, so, uh, but first, as we always do, uh, how was your, uh, how was your last two weeks in the Borderlands? Uh, pretty, pretty uneventful. Same. I mean, just kinda, just kinda putzed around, you know, not really doing anything new or interesting, and, uh... Surprise! No! <laughs> No, we got uh, new DLC, and it's, in short, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really, really great. It's it's so good, you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so, I mean, we're, so, so that's, in case it wasn't very obvious, we're, we're, we're going to spend the majority of our time talking about that. So it's going to be our topic and how our last two weeks in the borderlands kind of rolled in together into one. So we're actually going to kind of sort of, uh, skip past that real quick. We're going to go right to, uh, the little bit of news that we have. So, um, Drew, you kind of found this first piece. Well, you didn't find it, but I mean, you were the one that shared it with me. Um, so you want to go ahead and let us know about this, uh, about this random thing that we found or that the community yeah, found. So I didn't, I didn't discover it. I found it on the, uh, on the Borderlands subreddit. Uh, somebody had posted about it, uh, about how, when you open up Borderlands on your PC, not the enhanced edition, but the original version, and you alt tab away from it and you just kind of leave your computer for a while you'll hear this really odd series of sounds that nobody can identify yeah it's it's super weird so uh mainly where we've seen this and where we're getting a lot of our information from or at least where where drew sent it to me is there's a video done by the youtuber odd header um, that just came out on June 20th, so very, very recently. And um, he actually was notified about this from another Borderlands uh, community member named Dax Marco. So <clears throat> they were able to find this, and and basically, were you know they say all this in in the video, but to break it down, basically what happened is Dax Marco was going to play a session of Borderlands, you know, the original Borderlands, not the enhanced version, mind you. And he alt tabbed to go check discord real quick. And in the background, Borderlands was still playing. Okay. That's not a big deal. It's just going through the, the loading screens and the two K splash screens and all that kind of stuff. And there was these weird moaning sounds that were happening and it was really creepy and honestly like a little bit unsettling. So so yeah, that's that's accurate. Um, so we'll uh, we'll probably include a link to a link to that video in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that way you can uh, you can check it out for yourself. Um, and then it's it's really easy to replicate. So uh, I don't know, Jeff and I may do this, but maybe we can isolate that sound and like speed it up or you know something like that and see if they see if it's something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I do. I do. One of my other hobbies is a lot of, you know, like music and sound production and stuff like that. So I might take it and, and see if I can do that and, and figure it out. If I find anything, then I'll definitely let you guys know. But, um, 
<laughs> probably anything I do is not going to be something that somebody else has already done now at this point because the yeah. internet moves yeah, so fast so. like that. But but yeah, it's really interesting. So we appreciate Odd Header for the video on that, and we appreciate Dax Marco for uh, discovering that. So um, yeah, it's super easy, super easy to figure out. So if you want to hear it yourself, literally just go on Steam. Uh, load up the original version, not not the enhanced version of Borderlands, and as soon as it starts, you know, loading, just um, you know, just Alt Tab, and that, and that's it, and you'll be able to hear it. T- it takes maybe a minute or two to actually go through something like that, yeah. But it's it's a few different moaning kind of sounds. It's super weird, super super weird. But now, if anyone finds anything about it, please let us know. You know, hit us up on Twitter or send something to our Gmail. You know, we'd love to know if there's something more to this. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that would have been the only piece of news, really, that we had today, other than <laughs> the new DLC, obviously. Yeah. Had I not tracked down this one-off article. Nope, hold also. on. We got we got something else first. Um, oh, okay. So, uh, uh, my friends, today is a sad day for this the fifth episode of, uh, of uh, our podcast. Uh, the meme dies. <laughs> uh, we can no longer make jokes about that one guy that plays sniper gauge <laughs> oh yeah for sure yeah that is that is disappointing because it's it's definitely something that can be done now yeah so um which i mean yay I guess. <laughs> hooray <laughs> thanks thanks gearbox yeah for ruining the joke so we'll get into a couple of things but we know you know anyone that has played the new dlc i'm sure is uh semi-familiar with the new uh level of gear known as effervescent if you listen to our previous podcast that's what we were assuming uh that's what we were assuming the rainbow gear was and they have some interesting features to them things like that um and um there was a video that was put out by by jolt's dude um uh, Jolt's Dude 139. I'm sure a lot of people are very familiar with him. He's been in the community forever. Lots of great guides, lots of fun things. Um, and uh, he did a video where he was using an effervescent sniper rifle called the Hot Mama. And its thing is that it has perfect accuracy. So that overrides Gage's anarchy skill, not as far as the damage, but as far as the accuracy part of it goes. Now there's still some stabilization issues when you're actually, when you're actually using it. So it's, you know, there's a lot of sway with the sniper rifle, but wherever you shoot is where it's going to hit. So, yep. Yep. So, so that's really, 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 uh, it's, it's cool that, you know, seven years later or whatever, after the game's original release, that we've got a, uh, like, we finally got a new build for a character. Yeah. That's just wicked. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, I'm not sure. Now, now Drew, you've been doing a little bit more research into the effervescent stuff than I have, because, yeah, we have, you know, obviously we've played quite a bit, but, you know, we haven't gotten everything yet, but now, um, there's, can you get the, can you get that sniper rifle in different, uh, in different, um, like, elements and things like that? Oh, so it only comes in incendiary. Here, let me pull up the page for it real quick. Okay. Uh, it's an in uh, it's an effervescent sniper rifle. Uh, it's dropped by Lieutenant Hoffman in the Mount Scarab Research Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> always incendiary. It has a unique voice module because it is a talking weapon. Right. Uh, increased damage, accuracy, reload speed, and magazine size. Bolt action fire. Fixed melee attachment. 
projectiles have a trail of purple hearts on either side of the bullet path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's... Uh, and, and specifically, uh, interesting note, uh, the Hot Mama can only spawn with a Malawan Sight, a Doll Grip, and the Bladed Accessory. Interesting. And is one of the few... So, what was... Was there anything interesting that uh, that caught your attention when I was reading through the description here? Um, I mean... So, let me... Yeah. It's a it's an effervescent sniper rifle in Borderlands 2, manufactured by Jacobs. The Hot Mama is dropped by Lieutenant Hoffman in the Mount Scarborough Research Center. It's always incendiary. Wait, so it's a Jacobs that's incendiary? Yes. What? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Ah, <clears throat> uh, man, we got to go back and redo, like, every video now based on <laughs> this new information. <laughs> I know, right? This is, this is, we are in, this is new territory, people. Yeah. This is a whole new world we live in now. <laughs> Where Jacob's guns can come with elements. Technically. <laughs> you are technically correct. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of correct. Yeah, so so yeah, um, if you have gauge, if you've got like a max level gauge, definitely go and check it out. You know, I'm sure that'd be fun to do like a sniper build with that, you know, and everything. So, um, but yeah, again, thanks for Joel Stude on his video. You know, always, I, always a pleasure to watch him stream and watch his videos and learn a few things. So it's great. Um, so yeah. Um, moving on from there, uh, what else do we have? I know it's kind of a lighter news, uh, session this time, but what else do we have? Yeah. Like I said, the only other thing that I found was this article from the Waco Tribune Herald. Oh, okay. Uh, it says, uh, let's see. Uh, let me, I'll just go ahead and give you, give you the first couple paragraphs. It says, uh, changes in population density, rapid urbanization, and rising land values have altered much of the historically rural landscape of the Texas borderlands. According to a recent Texas Land Trends report, I hold on. Yeah, I don't. The report <laughs> t- trends in lands ownership of, along Texas. Oh, come on! See, now <laughs> it was in collaboration with the Borderlands Research Institute at Sol Ross State University. Come on. How is the Borderlands Research Institute not about the game made by Gearbox and about the Texas Borderlands? Lame. I feel <laughs> duped. No, nah, we're just kidding. Well, anyways, that wraps up the news for the day. Yeah. No, we're just, <laughs> no, we're just kidding, guys. Like, we actually do put time and energy into this. He didn't just click on a random article that said Borderlands. <laughs> no, no. We just legitimately have nothing else to go over unless we're talking about the... Uh, about the Commander Lilith DLC, which we are right now. So we're going to... Which is our main topic, and we're going to get into witches. it right now. <laughs> witches! All right. So... <clears throat> All right. So let's go ahead and uh, start off with the main story. Mm-hmm. Um, d- uh, disclaimer, like, if y'all don't want to be spoiled, like, if you haven't played it yet, you haven't had a chance to or whatever... You're out to sea. You've been out to sea for two weeks and haven't been able to play or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, spoilers ahead. So yeah, just be aware. Join us next time. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Thanks to you guys. So, all right, everybody else, you still with us? All right, good. Let's get into it. <laughs> so. All right. So, uh, as as an overall, let's let's just take an overview of the story. Uh, basically, this comes after. Tales from the Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is post, uh, post Tales from the Borderlands pre 
Is, is it the Borderlands 3 pre-sequel? Is that what it is? <laughs> kind of, kind of, yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, so yeah, it's it's after it's after Tales from the Borderlands, and to those people who have played it, Tales from the Borderlands also takes place after Borderlands 2. So, right, right. <clears throat> um, so, in essence, what the story is is that um, Sanctuary. The, the citizens of Sanctuary are not sure that they really need the Crimson Raiders and, and those guys anymore. People are talking about leaving Sanctuary because the planet's safe. You know, there's no Hyperion threat anymore or anything like that. So people are talking about leaving. They're talking about um, leaving the solar system to go explore the other vaults that are revealed at the end of Borderlands 2. They're kind of trying to decide what happens. And some asshole shows up with all with these plant spores and with this gas that he releases and it basically converts people into into like plant monster people essentially and he takes the vault key and yeah and takes over sanctuary and Lilith you know whooshes them out of there and yeah and then it's just a struggle to get back and kill Hector and take back sanctuary yep so hence the name commander Lilith and the fight for sanctuary. Perfect. Yep. So obviously, uh, spoilers in this Roland is dead. So, <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah, he did. Sorry. You know, the game has been out for, you know, game, you know, I mean, the, seven years, the, now. I say base games, been out for like seven years now. So shouldn't be any surprises there, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, um, you know, so everyone's kind of falling apart and it's, it's just one of those things where everyone's expecting, Lilith to they're expecting her to take command and she kind of has that issue uh, that a lot of people in leadership I'm sure have had where it's, you know, I'm not sure I want to take over the leadership role because, you know, when, you know, when I make decisions, people get hurt, you know, and it's not through any fault of their own. I mean, you know, people are going to get hurt regardless in, in those kind of situations. Yeah. And it's just, it's a super, it's a, it's a really daunting um, position to be in sometimes. And I just, some people are just not ready for that, and and I understand that. Um, yeah. So overall, what is your opinion of the main story, of the actual storyline? I think the main I think the main story is is very well done. I think it could have. Here's the thing, I I understand why they did it the way they did, and I know know that there is a time aspect to it as well. I mean, obviously, the whole thing with Tales from the Borderlands has happened and everything like that. So there is quite a jump in time from the end of Borderlands 2 to this new DLC as far as in-game time and everything like that. Um, one thing I do wish they would have touched on a little bit more is um, I wish that they would have... Um, well, I wish that they would have made um, Hector a character that... Um, I, I, I wish that he was somebody important already to the Borderlands series. They kind of shoehorned him in. And that's not a bad thing. Like, it works for what they're doing. But I wish that the that the uh, BBEG or Big Bad Evil guy for this one, I wish that he would have been... I wish that they, it would have been somebody else that maybe resurfaced or something like that. Um... That being said, I think it's cool what they did with that character because um, people that were paying attention um, would notice that him and his group of doll guys, uh, they were the actual miners that were on Sanctuary initially and then got um, and then they were trapped underneath. That was that was the whole situation with the side quest where you 
um, the side quest where you go and uh, find out what happens to the doll miners, and they're taking out the um, and they're taking out the crystalisks and everything like that. So that that's that whole thing, and that's kind of coming back. Um, I think I think that's cool, but. It, 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 they could have done that with just about any side quest, honestly, and it would have been the same. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It's to me. I mean, overall, the st- the story is fine. It's really not anything groundbreaking for Borderlands. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's 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 not surprising at all that they're like, hey. What are we going to have him do? Well, he's trying to take over the planet and get the vault key. It's like... That's, that's, that's all you got? <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like I see I see this big dartboard that they have at Gearbox Studios, and like nine-tenths of it is try to take over the world and get the vault key. <laughs> you know, they're just like, all right, let's throw a dart at this, right, you know? Right, right. So... Yeah. You know, and, and again... So, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I mean, and just... And, like, there's nothing, I mean, at least it's, the there are good things about the DLC as a whole. It introduces new, uh, some new mechanics, and it introduces, and it kind of ties up some loose ends with other, uh, with other characters and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's, overall, I think the DLC is solid. It gives us enough new, cool stuff to where... I'm happy with it. I just wish that there would have been something a bit more interesting as far as the main story. Just, you know, hey, this guy wants to take over Pandora and and steal the vault key, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think that... I don't know, I, and, and again, I know I touched on this. I, I think... Because really, they could have done it if they were going to tie it in that way. They could have tied it in with any with any side quest. You know, it didn't have to be the doll mining side quest thing specifically. They could have done it with. Um, it could have been, you know, it could have been a side quest where one of the guys who had the bane originally, you know, was still out there and went crazy, and then he's hearing voices, and so Ooh, you know, or like, oh, sorry, go ahead. You know, and so, like, he was hearing voices, you know, he was still hearing the Bane's voice, and since canonically the Vault Hunters are the one that picked up the Bane, maybe he was looking for revenge on them and wanted to wipe out all the Vault Hunters, or something like that, you know? Like, they could have gone with anything. What about if you took, going back to your point about, um, about previous bosses and stuff like that, what about when the Crimson Raiders were... Uh, you know, when the Crimson Lancemen joined up with the Raiders, what about if there was some faction that didn't, you know, that were like, hey, these Vault Hunters attacked us and killed many of our men, and, and we're staying hardcore, true to the Lance, and blah blah blah, and there was some some dude, like, rallied their troops and, like, came back to take to take them out, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would have been that would have been sick. Yep. You know, I mean, they could have done. They, I mean, they could have done a lot of things. Like I said, for for what they decided to do, uh, here's the thing. I think they honestly went really, really safe with it because they inter- yeah. they they introduced a brand new character that no one had heard of, and they made him have some just enough of a backstory to connect to other things. Like, because we know that this is a thing already. We know that we know that they could have done something too with like the clan wars where they could have had something where it's like, this is the final DLC where the Zaffords and the Hodunks try and take out the vault hunters once and for all. 
you know, or something like right, that. Right, right, or yeah, or they, or the remaining re- remember the main, wow, remaining members of the Zaffords and the Hodonks find out that it was all a, you know, that the entire war was put on by Ellie and the Vault Hunter, and so now they have to fight them off and stuff like that. But that, but then that turns the, that almost turns the Vault Hunter and Ellie into the antagonist. You know? Yeah, yeah, but which I mean, would that, be which would be interesting. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so that's the thing. You know, they could have done that. I mean, there there could have been a, there could have been a lot of options they went with. I I think that it was fine for what it was, but they did go really safe with it because they didn't want anything to happen. I mean, you know, considering that this was supposed to connect. I mean, here's what they said. They said this is a DLC to connect Borderlands Two to Borderlands Three. Yes, but. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. We're like, technically, yeah. Yeah. That's but, what happened. But basically, all it did was it's like all it said was it's like all right, we don't have a you know all all it did to connect it was all right we don't have a vault key we don't have sanctuary anymore we need to find a way to get off world and that was about it. Right. Like right. that was that was and, really and so, all. It I did. mean, well, there was also the interesting stuff like, hey, by the way, Scooter's dead, and. Yeah. There is, and you found the echo logs of the new Vault Hunters. Yeah, the things describing the upcoming, them, yeah. Right, right, like the thing, like there was the guy who was doing a, who submitted that report to Hyperion about, about the, uh, the, the Ursa Corps or whatever. Yeah. yeah presumably the is talking about Moe's and, and, mm-hmm. you know, her involvement with the, uh, with the Iron Bear and, and all that stuff. That, so, yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but real quick, that stuff was way more interesting than what the actual main story was. Yes, I felt like agreed, so. <laughs> agreed. Because now we're getting a sneak. Because and that, but that was the only stuff that we got was those little sneak peeks into into the new upcoming Vault Hunters. Yeah, on, honestly, I, it just makes me more hyped to choose my my first pick again, which is that I'm I'm still looking forward to playing Zane, uh, who. Uh, if you, it, I'm sure you guys are aware now, but if you weren't, he is actually related to, uh, he is actually related to, at the very least, he's related to Captain Flint. That we know. He's his brother. We yes. don't, we don't know if he's, if they're both also related to Baron Flint, but we're, we're like 99% positive on that. It seems, yeah. it seems like this was almost, I would like for them to do this. I would love to see that maybe this was also a large family clan kind of similar to the Zaffords and the Hodunks that came out here and just did not get anywhere with it and decided to disperse and go more the bandit route as opposed to like, as opposed to a family clan thing instead. Hmm. Mm, interesting. So That's a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, they did, they did talk about that. I'm super hyped about that. Cause they did talk about Zane. Um, um, you know, he apparently, uh, captain Flint set a bun- sent a bunch of, um, you know, um, God, I can't even talk today. He sent a bunch of assassins to go kill Zane and Zane beheaded them all and sent them back literally in a bag and everything. And, and you know, so. yeah, and it was all like, <laughs> ah, classic Zane. Yeah. All right, man, I get you next time. Yeah. You know, like that so, kind of thing. You know, he did That's say a little brotherly rivalry there. Yeah. He did say that Zane went off to join uh, a black ops group. You know, he's like, yeah, I haven't heard from Zane since he went to join that black ops group. So, I mean, that tells us a lot about his character already um, and what's going on there. But I, I think it almost would have been cooler to do, you know, like I said, I, I know I keep on ragging on it, so I apologize for that. But I think the story would have been really cool to do something almost more 
like that. Like it, it almost would have been cooler to have, because if we're really going to connect, you know, these things, if we're going to connect two to three, it almost would have been cooler being like, look, you know, we're struggling right now. You know, we need to get off world, but first we need, we need some, some new blood and stuff like that. So why don't you guys go out and see what you can find? You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, you know, roll, you know, Roland's dead and Scooter's dead. We're, we're losing people as we go. If, if one of, if one of the other vault hunters goes, then, you know, we're going to need something else. So why don't you guys go see what you can find or at least track down some leads, you know, something like that. That would have been something interesting. So like in the, as far as we know, in all the trailers and all the inside scoops and everything that we've seen about Borderlands three, you don't see Krieg. You don't see Axton. Yeah. You don't, you don't see, Salvador. see Salvador. You don't see Gage. It would have been really interesting. Yeah, so the only one you see is Maya. Uh, yeah, you, you, you see Maya and you see Zero. Oh, right, right. Maya and Zero, yes. It would have been interesting to, like, for in is somehow during the fight, like, if those four are not going to, like, be surprise appearances in Borderlands 3 or something, like, have them killed off. You know, just to yeah. give more weight to the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because at the end of at the end of all this, at the end of this, just to just to wrap up the topic here on the main story, <clears throat> between the end of Borderlands Two and like the vanilla, you know, normal story, and by the end of the the DLC, what's really different other than the actual stuff that happened in Tales from the Borderlands? Yeah. Other other than that, I mean, you know. Sanctuaries like blown up technically at the end of that. I mean, right. that's, that's you know, sanctuaries blown up and Lilith has made the decision to actually be okay. Sanctuaries blown up, Lilith has actually taken charge and is actually really coming to her leadership role, and the key is gone. Those are the main, those are the main big things that are different from both the end of Borderlands 2 and and Tales from the Borderlands, right? So, so those are the things. Now, I gotta. You know, he's right. We are going to wrap this up, but um, one thing I will say this. Okay, so I know that you're not supposed to do that, but I've been playing this game since it came out seven years ago. So this is something that I always thought it would be great if in Borderlands 3, first of all, my expectation was, and this is going back from, you know, this is, you got you to understand, this is going from when I was a lot younger. You know, I'm, I'm 28 now, so this is going from when I was 21. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of change that happens in that time in a, in a, in a dude's sure. life. Um, so I fully expected that when Borderlands 3 came out, you would see all of the Vault Hunters like you did when Borderlands 2 came out. Okay. The other big thing was I, I really like Krieg as a character. Um, I like playing him, and I think he's a very interesting and well-written character, and I still think there's an air of mystery about what's going on in his life there. So my big thing was that um, Krieg slowly gets more and more crazy as things go on. So my hope for Borderlands 3 was I always wanted him, like, you know, it'd be five years down the line, which which it is. I mean, that worked out, you know. Um, and I always hoped that it would be a situation where he would go so far out that he would, he would like, the last shred of the sane side of him would realize, he's like, I can't stay with these people that I consider my friends anymore, my loved ones, because if I do, I'm going to end up hurting one of them, and I can't let that happen. So he, so, so, so he secludes himself, and then you get, like, one, a big final thing, maybe towards, like, the last half of the story where he comes back and legitimately sacrifices himself to be able to save his friends because 
anything after that he's not going to be able to do, and he's not going to be sane enough to be able to do it. So that would have been amazing. And it's still a possibility. It is. Um, <laughs> in Borderlands 3. What, what makes it interesting, though, is that what indication do you have of the duality of Krieg other than that short film where we're introduced to him? Uh, I mean, I mean, playing him. Like, in-game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, playing him, he's, he says things, you know, like, um, you know, like, he'll say, he'll say things in there, um, where, like, his internal monologue, he'll be like, say thank you, but outside he goes, nipple salads, and stuff like that, <laughs> right, you know? Right, right. Um, you know, and then there's also times where when, when you go into your action skill and he, and he turns into the badass psycho, uh, his internal monologue says, all right, can't hold him back any longer. And that, that's my big thing is that he says stuff like that. You know, he says things where he's like, I can't, you know, I can't hold him back or anything like that. Or, um, and then there's another really, really good one, a really, really good one. If you're idle for long enough, I got to see if I can get this correct. Um, Krieg idle quotes. There we go. Because this is really interesting, and I think that um, I think that people will really, really enjoy this. Someone joining a game, Raven Retribution, Buzz X Rampage, Killing Multiple Enemies, Release the Beast, Crippled, Light the Fuse, Pull the Pin, Critical Kills. If we can find the thing. Okay. Um, here, so here's what it says. So this is uh, from the borderlands.fandom.wiki slash Krieg slash quotes. Um, it says, if you ever, um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and kind of semi voice act this. So you get an idea of where his, the actual crazy side of Krieg comes in. So it starts out and it says, if you ever kill an innocent person, I will destroy us. Shut up. No, that's the deal. You can kill as many of the deserving as you like, but the second your axe touches the flesh of an innocent, I'll end this. All of it. A razor to the veins, just like the fugitive we tried to grab on Hera. Remember? Mm, get out of my head. I'll take that as a yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty heavy uh, thing to just... Like... You just yeah. step away from the game for a yeah. few, and that's the yeah. thing that goes on. Yeah, that, and then another big one that's very similar to, similar to that is uh, same kind of thing. It says, I'm beginning to remember. And then he says, stop it. Keep the memories down with a knife in its throat. Slash it until it bleeds thought juice across the dirt, and it's absorbed into nothingness. So That's so nuts. Yeah, he has some, like, hard repressed memories there, like... You know, there's, I mean, there's, there's a ton of theories about why Krieg is the way he is, but I mean, obviously something very bad, very, very dark happened in his past, you know, and, and that's why I think that the way that he would, that's why I think that the way I kind of described it would be a great way to send him off and everything, you know, um, so, cause, so cause, to tie that, so to tie that back in to our discussion about this DLC that was supposed to bridge the gap, it would have been good to include a side quest where you and Krieg go to where, you know, something happens to Krieg and he takes off. Yeah. Or something like that. You know, they, they could have even done that. I would have been happy with since, since we know, like we know this is the last piece of Borderlands two content that's coming out. Like we know that. So mm -hmm. like, 
it would have been great if they would have said at the end of it, you know, here's what each of the Vault Hunters did, you know, and it could have been something even as, you know, like it could have been even something as, you know, as simple as, um, you know, was like an epilogue. Yeah. You know, just at the end of it, you know, just like the epilogue with like the hand drawn thing, like you start at the beginning of the games and everything. And I would have loved to see it be something for, and again, Krieg is my favorite character. So you guys gotta, you know, you gotta understand why I'm like fangirling over this right now. But like, (laughs) I would have loved to have seen him do something like that, where at the end of it, it's just like, you know, and Krieg just wandered into the dust, you know, like something like that. Just like, he just leaves and that's it. Yeah. That'd have been sweet. So anyway, we so anyways, get, that's yeah. <laughs> uh, we've, we've spent a good long while on the main story. Let's go ahead and get into some of the some of the little details and stuff about the Commander Lilith DLC. Yeah. Uh, next, next on the docket here, we have a new mechanic. Woo! Infection. Mm-hmm. So uh, <clears throat> as as we talked about in the main story, uh, plants are kind of a big thing. Everyone's been infected with these like plant spores that turn them into crazy plant and zombie monster things. And the big thing about it is uh, there's there's a fun thing in there where um, if you're in these spores, if you've got this infection, you can kind of run in and out of it. And it gives you like a new bar up at the top of your screen to show you what's going on and how how infected you are before you start taking damage and everything. Cause you do start taking damage after you max the bar out and stuff like that. It's not super bad. Um, it's kind of like when you run out of oxygen in the pre-sequel. So it's not terrible. Like you're not going to die instantly, but it does mm-hmm. give you a pretty big damage buff. Um, it does give you a pretty big damage buff on that. So it's really, really fun for that. Um, do we have, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, so, um, I ended up having, I, so I've played through it twice. Uh, the first time was with you and your wife. I used a, mm-hmm. a, a zero build. The second time I went through, uh, with a Salvador build and a B. Mm-hmm. When you've got a fully amped B and you're in the, and you're in the miasma and you're getting that damage bonus. Mm-hmm whoa yeah really (laughs) it's just it's you're just shredding stuff oh yeah it's it's amazing yeah absolutely so yeah yeah it's it's really fun and you know you're encouraged to use it in a lot of different areas and everything because um in some areas for for people that aren't quite geared and stuff you may need you may need to rely on it a little bit because like the the new the new difficulty on here like a lot of these enemies are no joke (laughs) Right, right. So, but yeah. No. Um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, it adds another layer of uh, of how you go about it. Um, just to, you know, like I said, just to kind of be like, oh, I'm not doing as much damage as I could, and then get into it, and then you're like, oh, no, I'm taking damage, you know, so you got to hop back out of it and everything. Especially... Yep. Especially with some of the uh, with some of the skills where you might do more damage the more health you have or 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 even like less health you have or something like that you know so mm-hmm. so yeah yeah have you yeah because your first playthrough was as Krieg right uh when we were yeah when we were playing with uh, with uh, you and I and my wife yeah I was playing it but I was Krieg my wife was Maya and you were zero yeah and I was zero yep, yep. okay so. Did you, was that something that you had thought about and gone into, like, when you were doing, when we were doing that playthrough? Like, had you considered the fact that, like, hey, if I hang out in here and lower my health, then that's going to get buff this skill and stuff like that? 
you know, I just like, or were you just like, because personally, I was kind of like focused on the story and like hyped about new content and not really thinking about synergies. Yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. I was I was the same way. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So now. (laughs) Yeah. So but I, you know, we'll have to check into it. And I would imagine because I've honestly been doing a lot more playing since you and I played that that first time. I've honestly been playing uh, a lot more. um, I've been playing a lot more uh, with my max level zero or attempting, mm-hmm. you know, getting him up to max level anyway. Um, cause there was a level the of new increase. max level, the, the new, new max, max level. level of 80. Yeah. New max level of 80, dude. It was so weird. Cause like I said, I've had. Okay. So as soon as the handsome collection came out on PS4, I got it on there. And once I got a decent gaming PC, finally, I've been playing on there as well too. Like I play them both just kind of depending on my mood and, whether I want to be in my office playing my PC or not, you know, whether I want to actually be social with people and things. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, like I've had that level 72 zero and a level 72 Krieg since I, since shortly after you were able to get to 72 on PS three, like back in the day, yeah. it was so weird to like, you know, be playing with the zero at max level. And then all of a sudden it's like, bing, you got a skill point. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and we knew about it going, going into this DLC that, that was part of the deal, but it's still like, like, oh my god, it's finally happening. You know? <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, it was so yeah, weird, yeah. too. I went into this, I went into this mode of, like, I must have sat there for, like, ten minutes. Just, like, as soon as, like, after that first level. Not, not, like, not like after getting to like 80 or anything, but after that first level going from 72 to 73, I probably did sit there for like five or 10 minutes, just like, you know, uh, respecking and then going back and then respecking and going back. Like every time I'd put like that one extra singular point in something and then I'd be like, Oh no, 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 wait, wait, no, wait. What if I do, you know, <laughs> like just debating about yeah, where yeah, to yeah. put it and everything. It was ridiculous. It was, it was like, great. No, no, though. no, that's stupid. Why are we putting it there? I think you put it somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, understandable. So, which did you which did you prefer? Did you play? Did you prefer? Did you prefer your playthrough as Krieg, or are you, or do you prefer your current playthrough as you know, level seventy whatever zero? You're seventy six now, right? Seventy seven. Yeah, seventy seven. I haven't had as much time to play it as I would like. So, but um, one thing that I will say is that if you are looking to farm XP and also farm gear to kind of help you out and everything like that. Uh, one of the new bosses in there is really good and is a really quick farm. It's, uh, <laughs> ah, all right. So here's the thing. <laughs> we know how to pronounce this. We've all watched Bill Nye, the science guy at some point in our lives. They intentionally did this. So I'm going to pronounce it the way they intentionally wanted it, wanted it done for this obvious reason. There's a new loader bot, very similar to Saturn in there. He's huge and does a lot of damage and everything. And his name is Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, and like they, like Jeff said, like they don't even do it. Try to do it like tongue in cheek because it's a whole thing. And and Tina is laughing her ass off about it. <laughs> she is. She's All right. Just dying. Yeah. You know. So like, not literally dying. Don't don't misconstrue. Yeah. This. No. She's, she's like, no. She's fine. Don't worry. She'll you know, five years from this point, you know, she'll be in Borderlands Three as Medium Tina. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah. No. I mean. Um, it's a great XP farm because he scales with you like anything else does, but he scales just enough to get you about three quarters of one of the bars down below. 
Yeah. Um, you know, like it's separated in 10, you know, so about three quarters of that. So it's really not too bad as far as an XP farm. And the cool thing about it is that his loot pool is, you know, is huge. Like he has a chance to drop just about like every legendary and yeah, Uranus. Here we go. I'm looking up right now. Uranus has a significantly higher than average chance of dropping. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. They knew what they were doing. All right. Okay. So, uh, has a significantly, I mean, what am I going to do? Am I just going to, like I said, scientific community this and just call him Uranus? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Come on. All right. I can't, I'm not going to be able to make it through this episode if you don't. All right. So, so Uranus has a significantly higher, I almost feel like that's worse <laughs> than average <laughs> chance of dropping legendary E-Tech or pearlescent items than it's, uh, in its massive loot drop, often dropping one or more of each upon defeat. Uh, Uranus has a chance of dropping effervescent vehicle skins and is the only loot source for the electric chair, which is a new green mod with a 10% drop chance. So about one out of every 10 times you'll have a chance for that to happen. But, but yeah, his loot pool is, is huge. I mean, I've gotten so many things from him at this point. I've gotten, I've gotten an infinity. I've gotten, um, pitchforks. I've gotten, um, bear cats. I've gotten, um, butchers. I've gotten lots of legendary class mods. I mean, I've gotten just about everything. I've I actually just got a, uh, a new Hornet for my, for my zero, you know, like everything. And, you know, like they're not always on level and everything like that, but they will be eventually. So um, you know, you can find a safe way to farm it and it works really, really well. So, yeah. Yeah. I actually just, uh, fought him again this morning and ended up getting an emperor from him, which mm. meh, but it's an emperor, you know, yeah. for him. It's a, it's so. a flying emperor. So oh, there you go. So one thing that yeah. that's also really fun is once you start farming him, there's that little loot room down by an elevator. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you haven't gotten to that point, you will soon. There's an elevator. There's a bunch of loot. There's some of the, the yellow Hyperion standing up chests. And then there's one of the ones that's like laying down. That's got the yellow yeah, stripe the on big it. Black chests. Yeah. So the, now those, those chests, um, you know, especially that reset. Yeah, they reset, and that, and that black and you, one there actually has a decent chance to give you... I've gotten a couple legendaries out of that, too, so that's not too bad. Well, and what's cool is that you don't need to defeat him to go and get that. Correct, yeah. You could like, just... Once go, you defeat him once, you have access to that elevator forever, so then you can just, you know, load in, run down, hop down the elevator, and then and check the chest. Mm-hmm. Yep, so... So that's yeah. neat. Yeah, works really well. You know, I like it a lot. So... If, if I'm just, like, farming for random stuff... I think I would probably, I think I would probably go, well, we'll get into that later, but you know, for XP and farming for random stuff, that's going to be my go-to. Um, there is, there is a new loot midget farm. Uh, I'm sure tons of people have found that so you can go check it out, but, um, you can go and check that out. If you, if you type in loot midget farm and commander Lilith, I'm sure it'll come right up. So we're not going to spend yeah, time on yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. So anyway, so getting, so, so that's, uh, it kind of brings me to the next point, which is dropping in at level 30. Tell us it's how you not really easy. feel. <laughs> it's, it's, it, man, it's, it's friggin' hard, you know? Yeah. Because the whole, the whole point of playing Borderlands and doing what you do. I mean, not not the whole point, but like once you become exper- experienced Borderlands players, such as we are, 
you are looking for certain synergies to make the game easier and to be able to go further in the game. Mm-hmm. Further, farther, however you want to word it. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult when you drop in and you've got... Let's say that I'm playing a Salvador, okay? Mm-hmm. And I've got a... I've got a uh, class mod, because it does... Uh, that's that's a bonus. It does give you class mods and everything like that. Yeah, it, you know, it, it gives you It gives you everything you need. A class mod and a relic and... Grenade and mod, guns, right, you know, right. all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> but if it gives me a bonus to... Let's say my class mod gives me a bonus to money shot, yeah. right? My shield is an adaptive shield... Right? Yeah. And my relic gives me, you know, like, critical hit damage. Like, what the... F- what am I supposed to do with that? Come yeah. on! Yep. No, it's that's, so hard! It really is. Um, that's kind so of... Like, what the, the, so, like, when I played my, my Salvador, right, the first thing I did, I was like, I am bailing on this DLC immediately <laughs> and going and getting a grog nozzle, which is what I did. I'm like, I'm not even getting... I'm not even going and finding the base camp at the back burner. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I seriously, Im- legitimately, immediately bailed to go find a grog nozzle. I'm like, okay, we can we can do something with this now, you know? <laughs> didn't you... Because, yeah, that was... that was. I mean, you're Salvador, so that's what you did. Didn't you Im- instantly bail and go get a grog nozzle and a herald both? <laughs> no, I didn't actually go and get a herald. Oh, I just, okay. I was I like, you, you know what? I, I figure I can start with a grog nozzle... And I can make it work from there. And then, so I did the, make the mistake, though. I was really curious. I wanted to see if I could go into the Gunlust tree and play through in the Gunlust tree to begin with and just see how well I did. And it's, it's, it's no, it didn't work out. <laughs> so I, I ended up, I ended up respecking and going, going fully into the Rampage tree um, just to, just to get that gun zerking going and, and, you know, I'm gun zerking pretty much immediately after I'm done. And, yeah. you know, it's just to keep that DPS really, up. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I do have, so I have a B, I have a grog nozzle, and I've, I found a couple effervescents with him. So, like, he found, he found the, uh, the toothpick. Oh, and the, so good. <laughs> yeah. Can, okay. We'll save it. We'll, we'll get to the effervescence later, but I got a toothpick and an infection cleaner. So, Pretty, pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but but anyways, getting back to the main main point right right now, dropping in at level thirty without any kind of synergies is hard. It really is. Yeah, because because that's the thing is that I understand what they're trying to do and I respect it and everything like that. But they were they set it up and they're like, all right, we'll we'll give them options so that they can kind of play however they want, and that's great and everything like that. But if I'm if I'm zero and if it drops you and it's like, hey, here's this relic that does, you know, that does pistol damage. And here's some snipers and SMG and a shotgun. <laughs> right. You know, oh, man. So frustrating. Oh. So. so do you remember <clears throat> when you and I first started playing? Right. Yeah. We we hopped in and. And we had unique weapons, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's the cool thing is that every single time it starts you off with a new, it starts you off with a unique weapon, which yeah. is nice. Which is, <laughs> which is, which is really, really nice. Yeah. Um, so 
I'm not gonna lie. So when I dropped in with a Mordecai, they gave me a sloth uh, with with a zero. Yeah, I'm sorry with a with a zero with a zero. They dropped me. They gave me a sloth. Hold, hold. If any of you just ask you ask yourself, what the hell's the sloth? I did the same thing, and I'm hosting a friggin' podcast on this game. <laughs> all right, I'm like, I have no idea what this gun is, and then. Jeff, without without looking it up at the time, I theorized. I'm like, do you think maybe, maybe this is the sniper rifle that Mordecai is supposed to give you during the Rackaholics Anonymous mission? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, but nobody <laughs> would know what it is because we all take the ruby. Yeah, because you'd be stupid not you? to. <laughs> exactly. So sure enough, I look it up, and I'm like, yeah, the sloth is the is the reward that you get from Mordecai and. Rackaholics Anonymous. I've been playing this game for years, and I never knew that. Yeah, knew that's the gun that you get. Yeah, essentially, like think of it this way. So let's say that there was a day of the year where your town, whatever town you live in, it's like, hey, everyone come to City Hall. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, you're gonna go ahead and you're gonna you're gonna pick one of two doors. Okay, behind this first door is a cake. Behind the second door is two cakes. All right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, and it's like, all right, is there any difference between the quality of the cakes? It's like, no, the two cakes is exactly as good as the one cake. You just get double the amount of it. It's like, okay, well I'll take the two cakes. All right. A hundred years from now, they were still doing that. Everyone would go to the two cakes and be like, Hey, what's behind the other one? It's like, I don't know. It's worse than the two cakes though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever it is, it's not as good as two cakes. So that's, that's exactly what happened. I was just like, man, I don't even know what this gun is. I've never yep. seen, I've literally never seen this gun. Yeah. So, so and yeah. it's not great. <laughs> I'm, I'm not crazy about it. It has it. So the name, you know, will tell you it's got uh, increased damage, but it's got reduced bullet speed. Yeah. Great. That's it's super frustrating in a game where people move fast a lot <laughs> and you're yeah. trying to shoot them from a far from way far away. Mm-hmm. So I did get it in a, in a slag version, which made it kind of nice. So, yeah, but no, they do give you they do give you those kind of things. They give you the um, they give you unique weapons. I know that. When I dropped in as uh, Krieg, it gave me a um, it gave me uh, a heartbreaker, which I was super happy about as Krieg. Yeah, that's wicked. I was like, this that's is wicked. perfect. It does fire damage and it'll heal me, and it's a shotgun, so I can buff it to do a ton of damage. This will be great for Krieg. Um, yeah, for my Salvador, they gave me a hive. Yeah, for so when my wife, yeah, when she was doing it with us, it gave her a. Um, I gave her a Lusco right. as, as a Maya. I'm like, that doesn't even, I was like, that's not even elemental. Like where are you, what are right. you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. And yes, you know, any of these characters you can do gun builds with and it works out, but it's just, uh, no, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. get, you know, give like, I, I mean, there's, there, there should have been something else. I mean, they could have given, they could have given her like a, like a chew lane or something like that. Or, right. Yeah. Know. I mean, like it would, it would have been nice if, like okay, if you're if you're Maya, you are required to get a some type of elemental unique. Yeah. You know what I mean? Any yeah. kind. Yeah. And um, you know, for yeah. for Krieg, it had to, it could have been fire or explosive. Not right. not any element, not any element, but specifically fire or explosive. 
specifically. Right, and if it's and if you get, drop in with a gauge, you get a shotgun. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if you drop in as Salvador, Salvador is pretty open ended, but it would have been nice to have something with a higher magazine capacity, yeah. something where I'm firing a shit ton of bullets and. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. Axton, give him, give Axton the rocket launcher, you know, yeah. some kind of, some kind of sick rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice. In yeah. zero is a, a sweet sniper rifle, which. It, they gave the you a sniper rifle. It's a sniper rifle. <laughs> it's, it's not very good. It's not, it's not good. So, but yeah. Anyways, so, so yeah, so a uh, quick tip though, on dropping in at level 30, um, you can bounce back out. You can you can leave there, go back into the vanilla game, and and redo you know and do um, do some other farms and stuff like that you know so that way you can get gear that is more beneficial to you you know mm-hmm. there's nothing stopping you from going back and and farming savagely or farming for an infinity or whatever you know yeah yeah. Um, and also, if you're struggling, go back to episode one and listen to uh, what we talk about there, because that's all about, you know, the best uh, common, not common, but like non-unique basic, yeah, non-unique uh, basic style weapons. You know, we talk about the best pistol to get, the best shotguns to get, etc. So yeah, so yeah, that way you can keep an eye out for that stuff as you're going through the DLC, and and you can at least you can at least get that stuff, and it would help you out significantly over the generic stuff that they give you when you drop into level 30. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, anyway, uh, moving right along, um, I'm going to go into side quests. So, um, yeah, there, there, there was a decent amount of side quests. I thought they were, you know, thought they were all fun. I think the nice thing they did, and they knew that they were doing this as well, is most of the side quests gave you, like, th- most of the side quests actually gave you cool stuff. Yes, you know, they're, agreed. They're like, look, at this point, no one needs side quests to do. No one needs side quests for for Iridium and some XP and some cash. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That would have been super fun. I mean, I, I forget which one it was, but um, you and your wife and I, like, we're looking at side quests, and I'm like, hold up a sec. Does this say it gives us a legendary as a reward? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and, and that one was super easy, too. It was yeah. That, that one was like to give you an idea. This was a legendary that was a reward for finding echo logs, and that was it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that mission is Echoes of the Past. Mm-hmm. That's really where the main story of um, of Hector and what he's doing is is explained, and and where you understand that whole situation. So yep. So if any of you are curious about that, that's the um, that's the place to go for that. So, but no, I, there's, I mean, there's some really fun side quests in there and it does kind of tie up some nice fun things as far as, you know, I think, I think it's nice because really, since you defeat Hector and everything like that, um, they're more kind of fun things. It's like, Hey, we want to do this for this character. We want to do this for this character. Like one of them is great. One of them is you're collecting, you're collecting sniper rifle parts for brick so that he can make a gift for Mordecai, and it's like, oh, that's 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 nice, you know. <laughs> right, it is. It's nice. It is cool because they are their best pals, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. the other one, you gotta, and the other one, really, really heart touching, you know. You gotta go collect Scooter's porno mags and uh, yeah. and try to donate them to somebody, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wants them. 
Nah. Like, it's it's hilarious. Like, you know, because you... Because what? I think you try and give them... I forget who you try and give them to first, but he's like, oh, oh, he's like, oh, no, it's... How could I I think it's see? Vaughn. Is it Vaughn? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Vaughn's the first one, and he's like, oh, no, that's so... Such a nice offer. I just I couldn't. Yeah, really. it's it's too generous, you know. Something like right, that. Right, right. And then you try to give it a brick, and he's like, "Hell nah!" Like I'm <laughs> yeah. not going near those. Yeah, something he's like that. Yeah, he's like, "Nah, I ain't trying to mess with none of that." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like, so great. Uh, in true. Did I? I may have reflecting back on it now. I may have enjoyed the side quests more than more than the main quest. You know, just as far as interesting stuff you know there yeah so there is and i i kind of i kind of was in eh on whether i should do this or not i was kind of weird about this because i did hear some news and we're gonna talk about it a little bit here for one of the side quests so um drew do you remember the side quest with um with claptrap where he's talking about the the currency that he's making and everything like that did you play that one yet I did not. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this. Um, so 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 one thing to remember through this thing is that the voice of Claptrap is the new voice that we're gonna hear in Borderlands Three. And at one point, uh, there's there's uh, a side quest in there where he's trying to make his own currency similar to um, like a cryptocurrency. Like yeah, or yeah. He calls okay. it a clap. He calls it a cryptocurrency and everything like that. And, and here's the thing. So, so you go and you set up all this stuff so that you can get this currency. And then he's like, oh, yep, it hit a bust. So it's, it's worthless. So I'm going to pay you and all this currency and blah, 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 and whatever. And then like, he's like, ha, take that Crimson Raiders. I don't need you guys anymore. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to go and do my own thing with this currency. I'm rich. I tell you. And then it hits a bust or whatever. And then he goes back and he like, he like begs for his job back. He's like, can I please be a part of the Crimson Raiders again, Lilith? I promise I won't do anything ever again and blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, yeah, whatever, you know? So, so here's, here's the reason why I was hesitant to share that is because, so think of it this way. So the news that we heard about the guy that was doing the voice of Claptrap was that he was leaving because he didn't feel respected there. So, Now we have, so now we have a new voice and we have Claptrap going and saying that he's going to do his own thing, him not being successful at it. And then him begging for his old job back with Crimson Raiders. Yeah. Drew's got, Drew's got like such a face right now. (laughs) It's, that's a really weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's almost, oh man. That's, that's almost, like shots fired. That's almost know? two on point. Yeah. Now to be, to be honest, we're not the first, we're not even the first podcast to talk about this where I initially heard about this was from the giant bomb podcast. So mm. uh, props to them for doing that. And um, you know, they, they got a letter from someone or uh, where they were talking about that, but here's the thing. Okay. Two things. Uh, I'm not going to stop at two things. It may be more than two things. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a couple of things we know that because of the type of studio that gearbox is is that it would not be unsurprising to have randy pitchford be involved in making of a quest of something like that right 
and he may he may have malice against this person. I'm not I'm not saying anything about these people other than the fact that there may be some bad blood there. Some bad and, blood. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, I, I appreciate all that, you know, the former employee did for for the company and everything like that. And I appreciate what Randy does for Gearbox now and everything. That being said, there may be some bad blood there and everything. And and they could have put that in because of that, or, you know, but at the same time, here's here's the thing. At the same exact time, none of this really seemed out of place as far as Claptrap's character. Yeah, that's that's accurate. It it is it's a really like I said, I haven't done that side quest yet. And I'm not surprised by that at all, you know, by that yeah. kind of quest. It's like, oh yeah, all right. Standard claptrap, you know. Ah, claptrap, you know. Yeah. Dink. You know, that kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It does hit a little close to home and it's it a little does, on though, the nose. It? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it could have I mean, had they not included that mission, nobody would have been like, what, Claptrap doesn't get a side quest? You know? Yeah. yeah. You could have just not had that quest in there. Yeah. But then again, this the the community at large, your average Borderlands player probably doesn't know the whole story behind it and everything. You know, you're just you're talking mainly the hardcore people that are really into it know about, you know, the guy leaving and, you know, yeah. why they switched voice actors and stuff like that. But your average, like, oh, hey, new Borderlands, you know, that guy's not going to be, yeah. he's not going to know the whole deal, so. Yeah. Maybe uh, that's for, just kind of what they counted on. They're like, the vast majority of the audience is not going to think about this, and the ones who do are still going to play Borderlands, so. Yeah. So, just as a quick little thing, um, that the previous voice actor was uh, David Eddings, so um, he is not returning to to voice Claptrap in Borderlands 3, and so that's why he wasn't there in that one as well. Um, there was just, um, some, the way this has this listed from rock, paper, shotgun, it just says that there's some contention slash disagreement slash agitation between Eddings and Randy Pitchford on, on Twitter. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we don't, we don't need to go into that. Like I said, we don't like to stir the pot. This, this one was just really interesting though, because you could really read into it however you wanted to. I mean, I yeah, did see some sure. people, I did see some people saying, oh, this, this seems very out of place for Claptrap. And I'm like, no, nah, not really. Like it, it yeah. really doesn't, you know, like, <laughs> so right. it's not, it's not out of place for the humor in, in Borderlands or for the writing. Cause, cause like at one point in there, I mean, the first thing you do in that quest is you're setting up blockchain and it's literally a concrete block with a chain. Like, I mean, that's, course, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's so on point for Claptrap, you know, yeah, like that's, it, that's his character perfectly. Yeah, exactly. So, so it is kind of one of those things. Um, on a side note, um, I thought the I've had I've had people kind of go both ways on it, but I thought that uh, Jim Ferranda, who is the new voice of Claptrap, I thought you know I thought he did a great job with it. I think it, is it the same? No, it's not the same. Does it have to be? No, it doesn't. I think it's really good. So nice. Um, well, that's yeah. good. I'm I'm really looking forward to doing that now. I'm really curious. I kind of want to see if there's any other like little things that he says or anything that are I'm like, ooh, that's max of reality a little bit, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, but um, yeah, I'm I'm sure this will never get to him. But you know, Jim Ferranda, if you're listening, you know, you did a yeah. I'm, I I think you're killing it. Keep keep on doing what you're doing, man. So yeah, but yeah. So quick. Uh, okay. So I know we're talking about side quests, but I but your thing about the the character of Claptrap and things that he would would presumably do, you know, things that are not off character for Claptrap. Yeah. I want to go back to the main story real quick and talk about 
when Tiny Tina gets real with it. That mm. was really, really great. I yeah. actually loved when she... And if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, it's it's during the main story. You're about to go fight Uranus. Uranus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tina just kind of slows down and... You know, she's like, hey, can I be real with you? Like, she's just really, she's worried about Mordecai. And and it's, and then she also talks about how she has this feeling like if she, if she stops, she just won't start again. And you're just mm-hmm. kind of seeing these seeds of, of how they're bringing some realism to a totally batshit insane crazy um, character. Yeah. And it was nice. It was really cool to see them be like, hey, even if this is what's going on on the outside, it's not always what's going on on, you know, in your head, and people aren't always what they seem, and they've got, people have things going on that you don't think about, and maybe you should stop for a second to consider how they're, how, um, what other people are going through and everything. Really, I found that really, really interesting, and I was really happy to see that in included in the in the DLC. It kind of yep. made me stop and like take stock for a second of like man, you just every every other interaction with Tiny Tina is just it's so, so over off the top. The walls. Yeah. Yeah, it was it kind of you kind of got a little peek of like when in the Tiny Tina like in the Tiny Tina DLC when she admits that she knows that Roland's dead and and mm-hmm. she's having a breakdown because of it. Kind of, kind of goes back to that a little bit, and it's nice to see more dimensions to what a, somebody would think would be a pretty one-dimensional character. Yeah, and I I really hope that we get to see more of that in in the future games and everything like that because there there have been a couple of things that have stood out through the series and. You know, you say whatever you want about the writing. I know that not everyone likes the writing, or maybe more specifically, it's that maybe not everyone likes the humor that has been in the games. I think it was probably more accurate. But there mm-hmm. have been some really, really good moments in in those kind of things and everything where, like, I mean, you know, there there there's some fairly strong evidence too that looking at Scooter, that he 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 may have very well been autistic as well. Yeah. You know, um, you know, he had some very interesting social interactions and everything like that. And, but, but he, he knew what he was doing when it came to like building anything, you know, so kind of a, almost like a savant like understanding of, of machines and everything like that. I mean, he, you know, he just builds a rocket just straight up in uh, Tales from the Borderlands and everything like that. But, but like I said, he did have some, some aspects to him where he was not as good in other areas, um, particularly. Um, particularly social interactions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so, and I think it's, I think it's great anytime you can, you can do something like that. So I don't know enough about that kind of stuff to say for sure that he is or not, or if that's what they meant, but, but I like anytime that you could kind of take that, uh, and kind of run with it, especially in, in a game series where it, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of the time when they do stuff like that with these characters, they're not heavy handed about it. You know, and that's the thing that I like. Yeah, it's more it's more inspiring and uplifting and like relatable. You know, Cor- like, correct. Hey, this is what's going on. Everybody goes through that stuff. You know, even fictional people. You know? Yeah, so. yeah, and 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 that's the best part that <clears throat> about it is those aspects of those characters. Those are those are those those are literally 
aspects of those characters. It's not the character. And that's what right. makes it so great. It's, it's teaching you that whatever you've got going on in your life, it doesn't have to be that thing specifically, or your personality doesn't have to be guided around one, one specific thing. I mean, you guys know us as Borderlands guys, but I'm sitting here, I'm in, I'm in my office right now. I've got four guitars hung up on the wall and I've got a lo- lot of other video games behind me and downstairs in my basement, I've got woodworking stuff too. Borderlands is only one aspect you know, of, of my life and everything like that. And it's the same, it's the same kind of thing, you know, um, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be the one aspect of it. And I like it that they can show that in these characters. Yes. Yep. Totally agree. So with that being said, let's talk about new gear and shit. (laughs) Let's, let's, let's try this for a transition because people kind of change as they go along and it's like, they kind of, you know, have things that might be a little bit different about them. Kind of like they're going through lots of different phases, you know, like an effervescence, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Such as effervescent weapons. Woo! Segway much. <laughs> Anyways. So if you weren't aware, the commander Lilith DLC also introduces effervescent weapons in there. This is the rainbow class of weapons that was kind of leaked a few months ago by commander Kobe. Shout out to you, bro. I remembered your name. Yo, uh, what up? <laughs> <laughs> Pat's self on back. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, so there's some really, really cool weapons. And now the thing is, is that they are, it is a new rarity. I wouldn't say, though, that it's, it's, it's certainly not more rare than legendary. It's yep. definitely, definitely not. Yep. I'd say it's probably, I mean, as far as actual rarity of the weapons and, and skins go, I'd say it's probably on par with blue. Like, they drop about as often as blue uh, rarity weapons in gear. I, w- I would say they probably drop about as often as blue, as, you know, but you have the power of legendaries. Yes, yeah, which is cool. So it's super, it's super, super great. Um, let's hit up some of the weapons and, uh, and gear real quick. Um, what are some, I haven't, I obviously haven't picked up every single effervescent item. Uh, I've picked up the, the toothpick, the retainer, uh, the infection cleaner, and that's it. And then the, uh, the new legendary, um, uh, skin for the runner. Oh yeah, yep the yeah the rainbow runner or whatever they call it. Yeah, 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 that's pretty sick. Yeah, so I you know I'm I'm pretty much the same at this point. Um, I do look the let's let's just be honest. Toothpick, amazing gun. It's so, so good. good. <laughs> best wait, best assault rifle in the game. Easily, hundred and ten percent done. Because, like, <laughs> because here's the thing. That's a hot take. Here's the thing, and and this is why I say this. Now we know that we've, you know, we know that we've like been hard on assault rifles in the past. Like we're not not even gonna lie. And about deservedly that. so. And deservedly so. But there, I have used some assault rifles for very specific builds for things, you know. But the toothpick, dude. Any character, pick it up, go to town. You're going to have a good time no matter who you're using it with. It's just so good. It's like if you have a... It's it's like if you have a fire sandhawk, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, it really is. <laughs> 
it's really, really great and incredibly helpful for infected enemies in the game. Um, you yeah. know what it's like to have a toothpick and a bee both <laughs> equipped? Dude. It's, it, <laughs> it's so nice. It is. It's so nice. So um, as a point of reference on that one, we're not going to make this, you know, we're not going to go in depth as we do on like our going, going gun stuff, but it is always incendiary. Uh, it fires 10 shots in a row in, in two rows of five. Right. So, so this thing is great and it has and only consumes six ammo per shot. Yeah. Yeah. And only consumes six ammo. So it's fantastic. So it does increase damage in magazine size and it has reduced fire rate and reload speed. So not, not a huge deal, but here's the thing. If it wasn't, if it wasn't awesome enough, just, just for completing the game, you get the, the mouthwash relic from uh you get the mouthwash relic from uh lilith and it does more damage based on yep. that so it's yep. you know in case you haven't seen it yet it's kind of a trend so it's the toothpick and the mouthwash uh yeah get it get it because because uh, oral because uh, oral hygiene <laughs> <laughs> right and then uh in, in addition to those is the uh is the retainer which is the shield and uh if you have the toothpick and the retainer Equipped at the same time, you have increased uh, speed, I believe. It gives mm-hmm. you increased speed. Yeah. So, so, so the oh, cool and th- sorry, equipped move, uh, movement speed and jump height are increased. Yeah. So the cool thing about that... Put that it- on your Krieg. Fat ass. <laughs> yeah, he needs it. <laughs> he so. does. So, Mr. So, Low Jumpy Mans. He is. So, yeah, Krieg's a fat ass. Anyway, so the cool thing about that is there's a specific reason why they why they do this. They're kind of getting, and I hope that we see more of this in Borderlands 3, honestly. Like, you know, I want to see more, um, I want to see more different builds and be able to, I don't want to see anything balanced around one specific piece of gear. Like, I don't want it to be like, oh, well, now that, the community has found this thing. We have to balance everything around it because they're just going to keep using it. Similar, similar to what happened with um, like a good example of that is um, well, the grog nozzle, the grog nozzle and the Herald. It's like, they have to balance everything around that or the B or something like that. Pretty much, pretty much anything that's been balanced in borderlands two has been balanced around those three things. So, um, you know, but uh, as cool as that is, and, and, and as much as I want to see people have like whatever build they want and have it work and everything like that, the cool thing about this is you're meant to use the toothpick, the mouthwash, and the retainer um, for... Together. Uh, yeah, together, and uh, even more so to be able to do that to fight the new invincible enemy, which is uh, Hatterax, the invincible. It's a mm-hmm. giant sandworm, crazy-looking thing. It's the new raid boss, so crazy thing you're kind of meant to be able to do that to use against that and then you're meant to use the gear that he drops to make op uh op leveling in digistruct peak a little bit easier as well those yep. things those you know that set would be uh the hard carry the easy mode and the peak opener for the relic the shield and the assault rifle so mm-hmm. so so same kind of thing but i i do like you know it kind of has a diablo kind of aspect to it where it's like here's a specific gear set to use that all give each other synergies. So, you know, I would like to see those synergies return in Borderlands three, but I don't want it to override the fact that you should be able to make a build that is completely and uniquely you work as well. So looking at that gear set, the toothpick, the mouthwash and the retainer. Yeah. Pretty universally, you know, able to be used by 
all the characters, all the playable Vault Hunters. Yeah. <clears throat> except maybe Zero. Why do you say that? Just out of curiosity. Just because it's... I, I guess the only benefit... Okay, so, like, at its at face value, okay, you take the... You take all these things. The toothpick is an always incendiary assault rifle, okay? Mm-hmm. Incendiary means that it's going to benefit Lilith and uh, Krieg. Krieg. Yeah. Or, sorry, uh, Maya and Krieg, okay? Yeah. Um, the fact that it's an assault rifle is going to benefit um, Axton, Gage, and... Salvador. Salvador. Thank you. And, prob- and probably also, honestly, Krieg a little bit, too. Right, right. You Okay, I'm going to put it on you. What part of the of that set of stuff benefits zero? Uh, and I can think of I can think of one thing, and I'll uh, tell you what it is after you tell me. Okay, maybe we'll, maybe it's the same thing. Multiple, maybe multiple pellets for bore effect. That's not what I had in mind, but that's <laughs> but that's 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 actually a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I had, I don't know how, but I forgot about bore somehow. I mean, that's that's probably the only... Okay, but that's one skill. You know what but, I mean? But it's a huge skill. It is. It has really been... I mean, but, and the... Okay, so the only other... The other skill that I was thinking about was... Uh, oh, bu- 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 I'm not going to be able to think of it, so I'm just going to have to pull it up. Um, it's the uh, increased... Oh, it's velocity. Um, oh, the increased bullet, bullet speed. Yeah. Correct, and critical yeah. hit damage. Yeah. So, so, all right, I guess, okay, I guess boar combined with velocity is going to, that that's probably enough. That's probably good enough. All right, so there. Listen, you heard it here, not, maybe not first, but it's <laughs> is good for damn near anybody, because if you're running zero without boar, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> As in the, in the immortal words of Michael Jordan, stop it, get some help. <laughs> uh, so anyways, um. And I actually haven't uh, taken a look at the hard carry or any of those because, like I said, I haven't. Uh, I mean, I haven't looked at the hard carry, the easy mode, the peak opener because I haven't fought Hatterax yet. Have you? You know, I haven't. Um, I mean, Beth and I went in. Uh, and that's Beth is my wife. For those people that um, you know don't know, we've we've gone in. We've taken a look at. Um, you know, gone in, we've taken a look at him and everything like that. But I mean, that was just with our little, you know, 30 characters and everything like that. So just weren't trying to actually kill him or anything like that time. Just kind of wanted to see what this whole deal is. Um, there are some guys, if you want to go fight him and everything like that. I don't know. I've never been like, yeah, I, I've never been super into fighting raid bosses. I mean, I, I do when I have and everything, but it's not, it's not my go-to when I want to enjoy Borderlands, but, um, you know, other people would be like, well, what do you like to do then? It's just like, I don't know, just run around. I like to farm for very specific things and just continually see if I can get better because I don't, I don't weapon glitch or anything like that. You know, I try and get specific things and, and try and get them to drop, hopefully. That's kind of my thing. Anyway, that being said, um, yeah, I, I, I was going to wait and actually go in and, and take him out once I hit level 80 with my zero. That was the goal. <clears throat> so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so anyways... The other effervescence are the, uh, I'm just going to read them directly off the fandom page here. Uh, the Hot Mama, which is a Jacob's sniper rifle that is always incendiary. Yep, that's the one we talked about before that you can do sniper yep. gauge with, by the way. Yep, the uh, the Nirvana, which is a Malawan SMG. Uh, fun fact, 
It's just a hellfire. It's just a fancy-looking-ass hellfire. True fact. <laughs> <laughs> There's the infection cleaner, which is a TDR SMG. That thing's hella fun. That is. Uh, that one's just fun. It's, it's fire. Uh, it's a fire SMG also, and then acts like a uh, like a bouncing Betty grenade when you reload it. It like bounces and spins and shoots bullets and then explodes. It's sick. It it is really fun. It's super fun. So, uh, let's see. Next, you've got the World Burn, which is a Torg rocket launcher. Um, I haven't uh, I haven't found that one yet. Looks like it is always incendiary as well. A lot of fire damage in this DLC. A lot of fire damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Unicorn Explosion, I never get to talk about that one. You just gotta find that thing and play with it. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, you can't find that one. You gotta, you gotta do a specific thing to get that. Yeah, we, we don't, we don't want to spoil that. I mean, because that, because that thing is honestly really, really fun. So, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So then there's the Antifection, which is a Vladoff grenade mod. Uh, again, guess what? Uh, guess what element it is? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with fire. Uh, it's Incendiary. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Let's see, and then last, you have another grenade mod. Uh, it's the electric chair. Uh, that is a Vladoff grenade mod. Dude, uh, that one's that one's fun. I have played around with that a little bit. Like, I just picked it up after fighting Uranus at one point, and it was just mm-hmm. like, it's just like, oh, electric chair. And I just threw it, and I was like, I wonder what this does. Instantly killed myself with it. <laughs> 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 Ooh, that's what it did. Suicide. Just yeah. going to take a quick death here. and uh... I'm just going to take a quick death here. So speed run strats. Anyway, but yeah, no, you throw it, it's it's... It's, if you've seen, um, if you've seen, um, God, what's the other one? The other electric one that you get from the rats, the other grenade, oh, you the know, chain or the, uh, not the Stormfront. Stormfront. Yeah. Couldn't think of it. It's, it's similar to the Stormfront. It has like a similar kind of effect. Um, you know, it just does stupid amounts of, of electric damage everywhere. You know, it's, it's really fun and entertaining. I like it. So anyway, um, but yeah. So that's the effervescence. They're really great. They're definitely uh, useful, um, especially if you're running like a like a Maya fire build or a Creed Green. fire build, or, yep. or if you're just at a point in the game where you're fighting any kind of enemies that take fire damage, which yeah, is really most enemies other than Hyperion bots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the last thing we're going to talk about as far as the Commander Lilith DLC is the new legendaries. And Woo! there's four of them, and man, it's been so nice to have new legendaries. Oh, if, actually, let me stop here for a second and just say that I started playing Borderlands significantly after Jeff had started playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeff was like, yeah, you got to play Borderlands. So I picked up OG Borderlands on PS3. Really loved it. Then, you know, ended up getting the Handsome Collection on um, PS4. Oh, no, actually, I played the Game of the Year version on PS3 first. Then I got the Handsome Collection. Jeff's played through all this stuff. Yeah. And I had not. So this was the first Borderlands content that we had ever played together that we were both experiencing for the first time. Yeah, truly. Which it, was so great. It was. It was awesome. I was so happy about it. <laughs> it was. It was just a really great experience to be able to play this thing that we that we both love and and experience it for the first time together. Um, 
I'm not sure if we're going to do the same thing with Borderlands 3, because I feel like cause we, we're able to play together so infrequently. I feel like it would be difficult to like go through the entire main story um, only playing together for the first time. But we'll we'll address that when it comes when we come to it. But uh, yeah, I just want to take a second to say shout out to Gearbox for releasing this DLC and giving us new Borderlands content and doing it for free. Yeah, yeah, really. So because because that's nice. I mean, you know, like first first of all, we've got um, you know the handsome collection and and everything like that. It was either you know it was either free or cheap as dirt like <laughs> everywhere right. for like a month and then and then during that same time you know you guys went ahead and and did um you know you guys went ahead and did um and made and made that DLC free too you know it's and it was and it's been great you know and we've been able to to share and bond over this and I'm sure a lot of other people have too so so but yeah no super happy about it so <laughs> so uh let's talk about the new legendaries that came with uh Borderlands uh with this Borderlands DLC uh, first of all, we're going to talk about the Amigo Sincero. Mm-hmm. So this is the one uh, we talked about the side quest earlier. This is this is the actual weapon that you get when you help Brick make uh, the sniper rifle for Mordecai. And can I just say it's really nice for Mordecai because the whole reason that he gave it to him, he's like, oh, Brick, what's this for and everything? It's to celebrate Mordecai's one year of being sober. That's so awesome. It is. That's no. really, really... Again, it's it's going back to our conversation earlier about, you know, kind of realness and multiple aspects of our characters. That's really cool. Yep. So uh, the main thing that this is, and a lot of these you might notice are kind of reskins and things like that, but they're just like slightly better versions of things that they're based off of. This one in particular, uh, the Amigo Sincero, is, um, does what the Trespasser did. So it actually shoots through enemy shields which is <laughs> sick you know it's awesome so you know there's some really fun things you can do with that man do you remember when like you could just like trespass was just like a skill in borderlands one though <laughs> yeah miss those days miss those days but yeah no it's great it works really well um yeah it's identical in function to the trespasser bypassing enemy shields to deal damage directly to health but it does deal more damage because it's got a semi-automatic firing mode yep which is pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, that's about all there is there. Uh, moving on, the next one that we're going to talk about is the Overcompensator. Mm-hmm. Um, the Overcompensator is a legendary shotgun manufactured by Hyperion and is obtained from the mission Chief Executive Overlord. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, another weapon with a unique voice module has uh, reduced pellet counts, increased accuracy, fire rate, and magazine size. Magazine has a chance to refill a random amount of ammo when fired, uh, has a fixed accessory, and consumes one ammo per shot. Yeah, so uh, if you've used the Butcher before, this is basically the same thing. So it does that fun thing where you just keep shooting, and it kind of, like, randomly, um, you know, it kind of randomly reloads as you go. So, um, but it's, it's super fun. But then, if you're into this, the nice thing about it is that it also talks to you. So it, so it <laughs> so says, that's nice. yeah, you know, so it has quotes and things like that. So it's, um, so yeah, pretty interesting. Um, like I said, if you've used a butcher before, this is pretty, pretty similar. It's just a guaranteed way to get, you know, something that's like a butcher. So, yeah. Um, looking at the quotes real quick. I think my favorite thing that it says 
is uh, <laughs> when you aim it, it goes, whoa, everything's bigger now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah, there's some fun uh, stuff with that. So next is the uh, Hector's Paradise. Uh, it's a legendary pistol manufactured by Dahl. Uh, it's obtained from completing Echoes of the Past, which we talked about earlier in the side quests thing. Um, it's always shock. It always has a uh, melee attachment. And it's always... Uh, oh, sorry, I already said that. But it's basically, if you think of a fixed blade hornet that does shock. Yeah, which, honestly is, Paradise. which honestly is awesome. Because if you ever have... Something that is, um, I mean, I mean, there are other options. Yes, we understand that. But for pistol users specifically, if you ever need a way to do a, a lot of really quick uh, damage to take down a shield, then and then switch over to maybe deal with. Um, so like if you're fighting a loader that has a shield, and then you have to do the corrosive damage to it. This is honestly a pretty good option. Are there other options for doing uh, electric for doing shock damage? Yeah, absolutely. No. <laughs> no, there's not. So this just happens to be one of the most straightforward and easiest ones that I've found since since this has come out. Yeah, I mean, like, going to fight Wilhelm, you know? Take mm-hmm. a Hector's Paradise, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Going to fight uh, any of the, uh, a lot of the constructors and stuff have big shields on them. You yeah, know? yep, same kind of thing. So this is just a, this is just a nice way to, to go about that, so. Yep, uh, and last and least... Uh, the the M twenty eight twenty eight Thompson. It's a legendary wah, wah, assault rifle manufactured by Jacobs. Not okay. crazy about that. Uh, that. Randomly dropped from a marked grave in the dull abandon. It's a standard Jacobs assault rifle, very similar to the Hammer Buster, but with substantially improved stats. Both its damage and rate are moderately boosted, with the most substantial boost to magazine size. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. For, for what it is, it's actually pretty good. I mean, you think so? Yeah, you know. I mean, I've you know, I've I've played around with it a little bit, and um, you know, I like I said, for for what it is, it's it's actually pretty decent. Again, um, they've kind of they kind of upped their game a little bit. I think, you know, I think they knew that um, you know, that assault rifles kind of got a bad rap, and so they wanted to make some decent ones. So this this one is actually not this one's actually not too bad. So um. Yeah, like like they said, with its wide wide assortment of bonuses, the thump, the Thumpson is easily one of the most potent Jacob's weapons in the game. So, because I mean, yeah, its damage and fire rate have been moderately boosted. Um, you know, but um, it's got a huge mag. I mean, you've seen Jacob's things; their magazines are not huge on it. So, but I mean, it's got a maximum magazine size of ninety three. Yeah, and it says the uh, it says the ma- I mean. You're typically looking at a magazine size of 60, somewhere in that range. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I just I have a hard time with it because it's it's always single action. You know, it's always pull the trigger for every single every single round you fire. Okay, so so I'm gonna not gonna lie. Yeah, because it has such a huge magazine, yeah, your trigger finger's gonna get tired. Like, <laughs> right. and it just, and it's bang, 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 bang. I mean, it, I don't know. It's just, I'm not crazy. That's my only, that's my only knock against it really. It's just, if you know what I've been sick. Okay. So make it double action. So, so two bullets fired for every, for every no, pull the trigger. What no, are you like, f- well, 
yes, but no. You pull the trigger, <laughs> it fires. You release the trigger, it fires. You pull the trigger, it fires. You release the trigger, it oh, fires. Oh, man, that would have been really cool. <laughs> that would have been sick! That and would that, have been like, I, you would have won me over with this weapon had they done that. Yeah, and and here's the thing. Since it's a Jacobs, we all know what that means, that it you know it fires as fast as you can pull the trigger, so... Right. So if you're if you're doing that, and if you're still like going as fast as you can, then essentially, yeah, I want you, I want every, yeah, <laughs> Drew's Drew's doing this right now. So for anyone, if you're in a safe environment where you can do this, you know, please don't take your hands off the wheel if you're driving or whatever. But I want you to just take the finger that you use to pull the trigger on whatever it is, whether you're playing on you know mouse and keyboard or you know with the controller or whatever. I want you whichever finger you use to actually do that. I want you to to just make the motion of, you know, firing a weapon in Borderlands. And I want you to think that as fast as you can do that, it's going to be double fast. If, if it was like a double action thing, like Drew was talking about, that would have been, that would have been sweet. Although maybe that would have made it busted because like mouse and keyboard players like, 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 you know, you know what would have happened, right? Is there would have been that guy out there that would have broken the game by assigning the fire button to his scroll wheel. And then just like, <laughs> Just zzz, zzz, yeah, zzz. like yeah, like uh, I used to have a mouse back in the day that had uh, a weighted scroll wheel on it, so I could just sit there and like, all right, I'm ready, and then put it into like a loose mode, so it wasn't like clicking along; it was like free wheeled, and yeah. then it's weighted as well, and you could like flick it. And I've done this, <laughs> I've done this before. If anyone's out there and you're and you're doing this, I want you to do this. I want you to assign. I want you to go on Maya. I want you to assign her scorn punch ability to that where it sends out like a slag wave to your weighted scroll wheel and then flick it and see how many scorns come out. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Oh man. I'd never even thought about that before. That's amazing. It's so good. So, but yeah. But anyways, that wraps up the, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that wraps up the, uh, the legendaries, the new legendaries in that were introduced in commander Lilith and the fight for sanctuary. So that's going to take us to our last section of the show, which as always is going, going gun, wait, grenade, going, 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 going grenade. (laughs) Normally it's going, going gun. This is going, going grenade. (laughs) Going, going run there, bud. (laughs) Going, Grunnerade. Uh, anyways, uh, so today we're going to talk about the Chain Lightning. Um, it is a legendary grenade mod manufactured by Malawan. It, uh, if you couldn't already guess, does shock damage and can be found in Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Quick sidebar before we do- jump into this. Uh, where do you rank the DLCs now, including the Commander Lilith DLC? Put Ooh, you on okay. the spot. Okay. Do it up. Um, it's going to be a little bit different depending on what I'm talking about, but as far as an overall thing, I'm going to go ahead and say, and this may change because this one's new, but I'm going to go ahead and say, um, tiny Tina. Wait, uh, from, are we starting at the top of the bo- yeah, top? I'm, of the yeah. I'm starting at the top from one and then in descending order. So from one to five now. So not including right. headhunter packs, obviously. So Tiny Tina is still my favorite. I really like that one. You can get good gear and it's fun stuff to do. Um, I Then it would probably be Captain Scarlet's pirate DLC because the same reason it's a really fun DLC with some really fun gear. Then the new one, uh, Commander Lilith and the Fight for Sanctuary. However, if I'm going specifically for gear, this one would move to the top right away. Yeah. But, but all things combined, this is where we're at. 
then uh, we're going to go on to... Um, uh, uh, trying to... Well... Man, it's 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 a hard one at that point, but at the end of at the end of the day, I think I would do Torg and then and then Hammerlock. I'm just not fond of the Hammerlock one. You know, the Torg one still has some fun stuff, and you can do some stuff to get some gear. It's really great for getting gear because if you're looking for any Torg thing, you can just go to the vending machines, which is nice. The Torg vending machines. But, yeah, I mean Torg is to me. I I I'd agree. That's probably my my order as well i might actually move torg up to three and this one down to four okay um just because i like torg as a person mr you know mr torg uh flexington (laughs) (laughs) mr torg flexington um he may be the only reason that i bumped him up to three but tiny tina's dlc that's easily my favorite yeah um, by far yeah it you know good gear well done story um, fun environment, and it really does give you, like I said, there, there's a lot that you learn about the characters in that one, which makes it really fun. So, yep. uh, so yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, quick sidebar there, but anyways, going, going, grenade. Uh, we are looking at the Chain Lightning. It's a legendary shock grenade mod from Malawan. Um, always shock, regenerates grenade ammo after time, shoots a bolt of lightning straight forward that explodes on impact and arcs to nearby targets. Character may shout, Lightning Bolt! After while using playing in Tiny Tina's D- Assault on Dragon Keep, um, yeah. it's a really great electric grenade mod. You know, shock grenade mod, uh, ideally suited for gauge. Um, can also be used by Maya, but uh, gauge makes uh, really good use of it, and it also pairs really, really well with Moxie branded weapons. Especially the Grog Nozzle, obviously, but also, you know, the Ruby and the Heartbreaker and whatever else. Uh, Because it does a lot of damage, and it just, you know, a really great place to use it is, like, fighting the rats. Um, Yeah. Because there's always rats everywhere when you're in the, um... Like in the fridge. When you're in the fridge. Yeah. And it just, it's super beneficial to have something like this. Yeah. Especially with all the barrels around and everything. Tuck that thing from far away and let it wreak havoc and then just go and clean up the mess, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I really like this thing for a couple of reasons. My my main way that I like to use this is on my zero builds. Um, mm. Particularly, this thing is amazing on uh, Melee Zero for a couple of reasons. Because most of the time, if you're using Melee Zero, you're probably also going to be using that slag bladed ruby that everyone really likes so you're slagging enemies with that and you don't have to switch to anything to do melee to it but the nice thing is that like he said it pairs really well with that because any elemental damage that you do with the chain lightning if you're holding a ruby or a grog nozzle comes back to you as health so um it's really good to use that in those situations and the nice thing especially if you are doing um if you're doing it that way too is that it's really nice to be able to um throw this thing have it take out the shields of your enemies, give you health back, and then you can go ahead and charge in with your bladed weapon and take enemies out that way. So it works really, really well. And like anything else, um, it, it's a grenade, so you're also not breaking. Um, you're also not breaking your deception when you've got it active. So you can do all that. You can get all your health back and do all this while enemies aren't firing at you, but firing at your at your clone. So or at your hologram. Yep. Yep. Uh, interesting note, uh, when you throw it, the fire, the lightning bolt is not going to be sent to the middle of the crosshairs. Keep that in mind. So get into the habit of 
of kind of getting used to um, where it's going to strike. You know, get, yeah. get a feel for it. So just load in, throw a few grenades, dashboard quit, you know, just so you can get the feel for it and then hop back in so you're not using up those grenades. So Yeah. So it does it does regenerate over time though, as as well. So that yeah, is that's super, true. So that's super nice um to be able to do that. So if you've got some time between in- encounters and stuff, you can do that. Yeah. Uh it is also really nice uh because you can kind of cheat with that a little bit too. You can if you're using another grenade that you have um, like if you're using uh, a fastball for some kind of ability, you can, if you use up all your fastballs, then you can go ahead and throw the chain lightning on. It will slowly give you grenades over time as you're also maybe looking for them too. So, um, yep. yeah, really fun. I enjoy it. Like I said, I use it a lot for my zero builds, uh, things like that to get health back real quick and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun and I, I highly recommend it. So, yeah. If you have the means, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. So, uh, anyway. so yeah. Anyways, so that's the uh, that's gonna wrap up going going grun raid, and uh, <laughs> also gonna wrap up the episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. We will catch you again in two weeks. Good luck and good drops. Okay. Bye.